0: this work and find what i'm doing here and it really really matters uh, as small as that may seem so if you could please do that uh before we get into the show i very much appreciate it thank you for listening let's get into it peace you are listening to good brothers let's get into the show peace uh we are here again. What's good, the majestic? Peaceful brother. How are you, man? All things are well, all things considered, man. Man, I'm, you know, I'm up. You know, do they say I'm alive on arrival, or whatever. I'm yes, you know, I'm good. So, um, so two things we was gonna jump in this week. I mean, we'll start with the um one's RNC. You know, what I'm saying the Republican National Convention was on this week. Um, you know, I'm gonna keep it a hundred for the for the for the for the listeners. You know, I, I watched the highlights, you know what I'm saying? Read red red the feedback. I did not um tune in, you know, to every to, to, to the stream, so to speak. Um I mean I guess I should say I didn't actually get to watch much of the Democratic convention either. Um, right. you know, but but you know, just you know just for the fair and balanced crowd out there and shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they worried about who, who, <laughs> what <you> did. <laughs> right. Anyway. So um I had some thoughts and, you know, you know, I wanted to hear some of your perspective or you know, something that jumped out for you. Or or not not so much, you know, in the content, but just what's 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 your first thought that's thinking about that happening this week. Um so I think you know the the conversation about the
1: RNC, and you know I think as as one of things we just was building about quickly before we got started was this idea of like the history of TV, right? So kind of starting meta here, the history of TV. There was one point where you just had to watch what was on TV, right? There was three mm. channels, and then four and five depending on your independent channels, right? Mm. And you just watched what was on TV. And if you agreed, if you didn't agree, if you liked Archie Bunker, if you didn't like Archie Bunker, it didn't matter, right? Because what was right. on TV. And so with the advent of one, cable, and then two, <clears throat> the segmented populations of TV, meaning once it became clear that you could watch this to hear this perspective and this to hear this perspective, then what started to happen was people would just say, Well, I want to go listen to this over here. I don't want to hear what you have to say over here. Right? So then now you have a thousand channels, most of which you don't
0: watch ever, right? Which is the, you know, <laughs> highway robbery slash beauty of cable television. Oh, listen, man. Listen, I used to work, I used to work there, baby. <laughs> it's a cold pitch when you hit them with it. Like, look, you have you have access. <laughs> Two thousands of hours of all the time. Anytime you get up and turn that on, you got all them channels. They right there. That's why it costs two hundred something dollars.
1: It's nothing, but it's nothing on there. But you know, we'll save. We'll save. We'll you know, Comcast. So one of them might want to check in at some point. So you know, <laughs>
0: right? We're we gonna go soft. We go talk a little, bro, little yeah. space, little space, yeah, to breathe.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, a little space and grace yeah. until until they have another conversation. But like, <laughs> you, you know. So when you get into this, like, okay, I watch Fox News, or I watch MSNBC, or I watch this channel, I watch that channel. <clears throat> and so we've become so segmented that you only watch what you want to see. Right? And I think it was actually the precursor to social media in that sense. Right? Yeah. Like it gave you your algorithm. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. So you've created your own set of truth. You've created your own set of reality. So I say that to say when we think about the RNC, and to some extent, the DNC, too, but definitely the RNC. <clears throat> they have just created their own reality. It's like COVID is not really a problem anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there's, there's, uh, there's, We're ravaging the streets. Everybody's getting paid. And Donald Trump made it okay. And so on one level, I think a lot of us who are used to reading certain magazines and reading certain things and or in our own algorithm Forget that there's millions of people who have bought into this truth. And I say that to say that if anyone thinks it's going to be like if Biden's going to coast to winning, you have another thing coming. Because there's millions of people who got a, a week of believing what they want to believe. And that's what they think now. And so if they watch that and believe any of that, anything you say to them is probably like in one ear right out the other. You see what I'm saying? And so with that segmented kind of vibe, it was really clear. Another thing I going to say about it was interesting. And this is a, a broader part of why I say Donald Trump is the last white man, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he just flouted every element of the Hatch Act, every element of the idea of the separation of running for office and being in office that you ever have. <laughs> like, essentially, he said, I'm going to use the fact that I'm president to run again for presidency right <laughs> but everyone just i mean rather you it, you just you, know, you can't use the white house to run again he had a party with no masks at the white house <laughs>
0: told you, you kiss my ass man <laughs> it's a it's a wild thing, right? Because you know, I mean, and I'm a pivot in, pivot out, in a sense. But you know, like in terms of uh, you know, my and, and I say this, I say this with love to my conservative brothers. You know, I've been watching y'all since the '80s. You know, what I mean, once I started paying attention to the to the universe, the world, so to speak, and you know, in the consistent dynamic is this sort of like, I always especially as my my understanding of myself and the world, you know, matured, you know, to where you really know what you're talking about, civic wise, like. You have a a political perspective that advocates a sort of like, this is, basically, once I see it this way, that's the way it is, and I will project out on you all the stuff I am insecure about, right? So, you have this president like, oh, well, you know, I mean, you wouldn't run a foul at Hatchett, you know, because you love the the Constitution. It's like, I mean, I love the Constitution, but I want to win, dog. Right. <laughs> so, I'm gonna have a party with the White House in my goddamn <laughs> uh, well, COVID. I had to stay at the crib. I couldn't, you know, it's like, man, you're the president. You could, you could go anywhere <laughs> and clear that joint out and, and do your, you know, do whatever you need to do in terms of a, you know, a streaming event. Like, it's, it is, it, it's the thing that eventually when you study, when you really study U.S. history and, and, and U.S., like, kind of history of like the way people operate in terms of, like, political leadership. You know, often it's a choice of the person if they're really going to try to adhere to some of the, like, unwritten rules, so to speak, and the, some very written rules about, like, keeping sort of the integrity of the concepts in together. And it's uh, up to if people are going to decide to punish them for breaking those rules. And, you know, our history has shown that people... um especially, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, white folks um, will be a, you know, in terms of, you know, the historical reality of that uh, they will be real into the rules as long as the rules are the rules they're comfortable with. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, i.e. lynching, uh, i.e. you know, not paying people what they're supposed to pay them because you don't want to pay, you know, recently freed uh, <laughs> people. Right. You know, like, like, these are historical examples mm-hmm. of, like, you could have just did the right thing in, like, you know, 120 years ago and 130 years ago. And we would largely probably be in a whole different place. But right. that wasn't that wasn't on the menu for you. So it was like, nah, we, we want to do this other thing. And if nobody will, enfor- you know, if no one will enforce the law, right? And if we, you know, which to me, I always think of, you know, enforcement of something is, you know, there's a, there's a place for, you know, the power and will to, to make somebody else do something else, right? Mm-hmm. There's also a thing of, like, what do you hold yourself accountable to? And if you know that ain't that ain't cool, then then you do it anyway. It's like, all right, well, well then here we are, right? And, and, and your man's, his whole, and, and I mean, if if I had the time to write it down before this all started, I'm like, he's going to break all of the rules. You know why? Because he's about him. Right. <laughs> and about his win. Like, he don't care about, like, why is that a rule? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, it's almost like to do, like, when you ever see somebody, like, get in trouble in high school, they'd be like, well, well why can't I wear, you know, pants, you know, with, you know, with my, with my ass cheeks out? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, this is what I'm into. Like, it was like, well, I mean, it's not, officially, I'm not breaking the rule. They're long enough. Just got my ass cheeks out. You know what I'm saying? Like, like all right, well, yeah, you're right. You got us there. 16 <laughs> year old, you stumped me. You know what I'm mean? saying? You stumped me for 10 minutes, but your ass is going home. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you can spend it. I don't know if it's legal, but you out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And to, yeah, so that like, it's like, okay, I mean, all right, fuck, this is what we're doing. Uh, I guess this is what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like, you just gotta, you know, the world is to be made, so to speak. Like, it's like this win, 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 win. Like, yeah. J Rock said, fuck everything else. Win, win, win,
1: win. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And we take it like, okay, it's a joke, but no, it's not a joke. Like, for them, Power for a certain set of people, the idea of being powerful is more important than being consistent, mm-hmm. right? And I think we downplay what that means in American political economy. There's a group of people who would rather be po- powerful than right. And then some people would argue this group of people, i.e. Democrats, who would rather be right than powerful, <laughs> right and <laughs> so because that you have this really interesting space now to be true obviously you have some republicans who are very you know focused on maintaining whatever rules they've come to believe were right right yeah. and on the flip side you have some democrats who say and I, I actually agree from a political perspective win first then
0: everything else makes sense because yeah. you can't legislate if you don't win yeah so it's that's cool, where like you know Oh, no, that's where it, it's like when you get into the weeds and the details, it's like, it's a, you know, it's a spectrum. Like, there's some people that are definitely like, look, man, whatever's whatever. And then it's people that's like, you know, and, and it's where I think about like the involvement in the in the kind of political process becomes important because you realize when you be in the room, it's like, oh, that won the day because it wasn't enough people running like with the other idea present at the place where these where folks convened and made the decision. Right. You know I mean, it's not just this like, so, you know, you'll have people who really like, like, no, no, I have a deep-seated idea it might be, you know, rooted in my spiritual tradition or it might be rooted in, you know, whatever my, my particular construction of, of, of values. um And then it's like, oh, so I got to, like, I'm in a spot in order to get the thing I need. I got to, like, make this decision also while you're, like, maybe saying real shout out off the wall stuff, right? But I need, but I need your help on this land use. <laughs> Piece. Right. Because you, you're the only one to hold my land use, you know, politics. Right. So the other party don't hold them. And so I guess I got to, you know, I got to dance with the one I came with. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and roll with you. You know what I'm saying? Because the risk on the other side, you know, it's a lot of risk if I, if I switch sides or I leave your side, so to speak. Right. Um. Mm, mm. It's it's the cool. sort of thing is it
1: makes an interesting space of like, <clears throat> now you've seen it, a group of people who four years ago were like, we would never rock with this guy or we like, yo, we're rocking with this guy because essentially for them, it's better to rock with someone they find truly reprehensible, but get six out of 10 things done. than not be able to get their things done at all. Yeah. yeah. And again, I mean, that's a that... political economy conversation, right? Like you can, yeah. you can choose however you feel about that conversation. One thing's for sure though, they have traded in being right for being in power.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? They have decided, like, man, we listen. We are going to try to hold on to this, and we're going to see if this, how this, how this train go. And the RNC was definitely. I mean, Pompeii, the Secretary of State, being in Jerusalem, and not acting like th- that America didn't pay for him to get to Jerusalem, <laughs> like, <laughs> like he just he just happened to be in Israel. he happened to be in Israel, like, yeah, I just was, you know,
0: has has some- when the rest of us can't
1: go nowhere, you're in Israel. The wrestlers, can't, wrestlers can't leave, can't go to Canada. Russians can't go to Mexico. And you happen we're to be there on your own money. Too. Right. And you don't think that you were signaling to conservative Jews mm. and and signaling to conservative Christians about the end of the world? Right? Like, I mean, you know, one thing about them too, they they use deep, deep like messaging. Right. That, again, you would have to be watching the stuff they're into to know what message they're sending. Yeah. 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 You know, what I mean, if you don't know what message they're sending, then you don't you don't know. I mean, the the Democratic one was generally we got to get this guy out of here. The RNC was essentially like, if you don't keep me, they'll 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 destroy this country. So they both were ones of fear. Right? Like, let's not make any mistake. The DNC and RNC were generally both based in fear. One was based in the fear of a person, and the other is based in the fear of a party. Slash black folks, slash uh, protesters, white hippie protesters. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, if you allow them them to win, all your cities are going to be messed up. And you know what I mean? So it's, it's an interesting thing of whose fear factor is more impactful, right? Mm-hmm. Which is also horrible to death. I mean, obviously, fear has been used as a tactic in politics since the days of lore, right? But that's where we're at now. We're at like, okay, is, is this about keeping people in fear? And what do you fear more? Do you fear America going the way of what you think is a third world country? Or do you fear this guy literally creating a space of killing? Of of having thousands of people die,
0: you know. So yeah, yeah. And it's it's. I mean, you know, unfortunately, you know, going to fear. I mean, fear to me has been a been a central theme. <clears throat> I mean, it's 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 probably a central theme. You know, back you know deep deep in the roots of American, you know, sort of political. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Uh, what's the what's the uh, there's a word for it that I can't find right now. But you know, political. Uh, you know. Culture, like mm-hmm. oh well, oh, you know, stay away, you know, look out for that. Oh man, it, it's coming. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, the boogeyman. Yeah, like, and we, 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 we just assume, you know, this other rationality. You know, I, I listened to a couple things I've been in the last two weeks, like reading and listening to the uh, the serial drawn on Good White Parents. You know I mean about um public schools? Yeah, how is that in New York? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I thought it was uh, I mean I think I think it's only 5 episodes. I don't know if if there's more, but um you know cuz it goes the arc of the one the one school in Brooklyn, but also, you know, talks about the um damn and I, and I I'm, I'm mad now that I got to go listen to the first cuz the 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 big protests where all the like black parents and black and brown parents kept their kids home. Ocean Hill. The, um no, no, in the, in the like 63. It's like the day of dang it, I, there's a name for it. But okay. I, it's like a protest I never really heard of. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I knew black and brown parents like, but, but like hundreds of thousands of kids didn't go to school because black and brown parents were like, yo, these schools are not fair. Like like our mm-hmm. schools is messed up, fix the schools, you know, school district. And um, so it goes like from that arc and that like when this school that she's centered on um, or they are, I don't know, you know, she wasn't alone the, the, the presenter uh, or the host rather um you know, in that you had these parents who advocated the basically the school was going to be built right by the projects where a lot of the kids that was going to go there was going to live. And these others advocated to move it closer to sort of, you know, the, the, the white families or in the middle, you mm-hmm. know, kind of where the divine line would be because, oh, we want to send our kids to an integrated school. And then all these parents never sent their kids to that school. <laughs> mm hmm. By the time the school but built, right, but it but it gets into this thing of like, well, someone's like, well, you know, it was an experiment. We weren't sure how it was going to go. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to put my kids in that in that spot, right? Like, fear of like what could happen, right? And and, and it's a very human thing. So it's not, I, I'm not like putting these folks when I, when we speak of this, um, or even saying it's it's for, it's whatever your political philosophy in America. There's something that you gotta like you that you that you that you uh navigate away from <laughs> interfere from a fear perspective mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's very few people who operate and make decisions politically completely without some like fear maybe not so much in practice but at least in your thought process you go wait a minute man. What am i you know what if i move over there what am i opposing my kids to or what if i do this what does happen or if we don't let this happen Right, like what's gonna happen? Like, where would this end, or where, where's it gonna go? Like, these are you know fully normal human things that happen. But the like, it's also a choice to to build a full platform on all of like basically every fearful, not you know fearful coded language thing about black or brown people. I've I've known <laughs> from a young from a child to today, and put that into your political platform, right? And go like, yes they're going to take the suburbs away as if the suburbs are a spaceship that exists next to the cities and can move it's just like like what are y'all talking about man it's just it's just a neighborhood like like yes it is a suburb but it ain't it's not this place that somehow can exist on its own without the rest of the network of of communities and spaces and, and industrial and corporate you know uh land you know working like Right, you're still on Earth, man. Like, like, what are y'all talking about? Or right? even the AFFH, but it exists. like,
1: even that particular rule. Like, yo, AFFH wasn't going to make that kind of huge shift. Like, uh, you know, some of my fair housing friends probably be more angry than they already are, but like. That wasn't going to like fundamentally shift the world. It just was making sure that the government did not allow you to maintain segregated neighborhoods. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, we should have been doing that since Mitt Romney's dad was in mm-hmm. in 68, 69 with, you know, with uh with Nixon, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he talked about this stuff in in 1970.
0: Right, so, right. And he was really, in it.
1: Yeah. yeah and and then, he had it, it, had it down. And yeah, and uh, Nixon got rid of his dad, Romney's dad, right? So this is not new stuff. This is just saying, really, we're going to be more purposeful around doing the stuff that we already said we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And so how he turns that into, we're going to keep poor people out the suburbs when you and I both know there are poor people in suburbs all across the country, <laughs> right? Like, that's more of a market thing. You're not going to be able to do that forever. Even with the best of your intentions, there are poor yeah. people who are going to live in suburbs because there's flight, right? Like yeah. you can't stop I mean, that. But to but to your point, to create that kind of idea and your whole premise being based upon that fear is another kind of level.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's the, it's the thing of if we if you keep saying if you keep saying something's the truth, people you know people start thinking. I guess that's true. You know I mean, like, that, that, that's the whole idea with messaging it's like it, you, you keep saying it like well you know you gotta watch out it's, it's, like even the idea you know when when f- people talk about crime and safety oh well, I'm really concerned about violent crime and I'm like when's the last time you've been a victim of violent crime even right. property crime like somebody stole your lawnmower they stole your, they stole your front deck chairs like I'm just they keep it a buck with me right. well you know cause it, well it could happen I'm like yeah it could but when did it happen Right. It's like, it's not a rational, it's not, it's not a con, it's not a conversation based on some like experiential thing where you're like, yo, I, I bought a grill 24 hours later. Somebody stole the grill off my porch. So I got another grill and chained it to the porch Somebody cut the lock. You know what I'm saying? Like where you have, you know, if you've ever experienced that, i.e. myself, you know what I'm saying? Or if you had a bike stolen as a kid. Oh man. You know what I'm saying? And, and you like, you know, you just learn, like, man, if I left that bike out, man, that be like belong to the streets. As, <laughs> as, as he says that they say in the modern parlance. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, you put that out front. That's on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's it's a it, it's a it's a it's a it's a surreal thing to sometimes I sit and talk with someone who's like, Really worried about this thing that they may never have experienced, but they're really, but they've 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 ingested this. Like I need to be worried about the oh, about the crime rates. You know what I'm saying? I'm always like, you know, I thought about it. I'm, I'm going to go look because you know I don't know if people understand. You know, people don't understand statistics or no. how they work for the most part. I'm like, I don't think crime rate means what you think it means. I'm <laughs> pretty what? sure, like. What you're you're thinking that, like, implies about your situation, you know, like, if you look for houses, they'll always have, you know, they'll have, oh, like, crime. Like, you know, say, oh, it's low, or it's this, or it's that. You know, and I always, I wonder, you know, you got to ask the question when you you peel back the layers and stuff, like, well, what is that based on, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that based on, you know, some actual measurable thing, or is that based on, you know, after the fact? Or is it logically based on, we think it's dangerous over there, so, you know, look out. You know what I mean? or did David. you parse it out? Did you parse out
1: what crimes take place? Like, okay, to your point, are people getting their bike stolen or are people getting, uh, you know, or are people being killed? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And is it, is it your zip code or your block? Right. right. Like, you know what I mean? Because, okay, is it your zip code? Is it your census tract? Like, where is it that it's happening around you? But again, because of the politics and the kind of segmenting of Americans, like, you know politics is like all right well you know the job is to make people think about this happening like if it happened a block away from them it's happening to them but if it happened a neighborhood mm-hmm. away is it happening to you or you just par? you know would you just rather live in a homogeneous neighborhood mm-hmm. right which is yeah, really the right. translation yeah i really right. would rather live in a homogeneous neighborhood right. you know so yeah man and i guess final thing i say about uh the the idea of the RNC and just kind of what's happening is that it's historically it's amazing that in less than 4 years a party has come to be controlled by a person that was not a Republican before <laughs> like I, say what you will about how politics and you know third way and centrist politics have uh dipped into the to the Democratic Party which I, a lot of it is definitely hold some weight that, uh, mm-hmm. ideas that were traditionally considered Republican, like tax credits, right. Mm-hmm. That was uh, you know a Republican idea, right. Um, that now is a democratically held value. Everyone wants tax credits. Well, before that wasn't something that was a Jack Kemp special. Right. 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 And now, mm-hmm. you know, we all wait for tax credit programs to build affordable housing. So while that is the case, the fact that you have somebody who was nominally and not a Republican and, you know, just in no way control a party in four years from a historical context will be amazing to read about. Yeah. Like, I think we can't understand it now because we're watching it. But like later, we'll be like, wait, so one dude took over a party. And bent it mm-hmm. to his will in four years. I don't care what you say. no Democratic person has bent a party to their will in four years. There will always be people that's like, uh not messing with you. Right. Yeah, I'm reading yeah. Pelosi's book. And she talks about how like her and Clinton never was cool. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've going back to the eighties. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like the fact that one one guy could do that in, in a party is is is
0: uh is amazing. Yeah. I mean I think that's a good point to to pivot out of that or just then I would want to point out too like to me, it shows, and this was something I was thinking of earlier on in our conversation. it's like the the idea that these political entities are just set in stone. Like, like I said, if you if you follow a whole thread of thinking where you're like, oh, well, the parties are just they're they're both the same, and da da da, and, and they and they almost they exist supernatural to the humans that are involved in them, right? Right. And therefore, you go, well, it's immutable. Like you can't change it. You know, it's a it's a it's a it has too much inertia. And it's like, well. You know, you know the party party leans to the leadership, and then who's the most prominent public figure?
1: Right. You
0: know what I'm saying. I may not totally, you know, Denver had the party didn't go full Obama. They went, but they went, they leaned into Obamas. You know, you know, perspective eventually, even though they, you know, but not not like this. No, <laughs> you know, not like this. Yeah, I mean, and and I think to, to me it's an indicator and a reminder that I say to people like yo to get in the mix, like. Now, you, you know, if you, if you, that there is actually a, the, the ability for outcomes based on your engagement with something, you know what I mean? Right. And If you get in the mix with, you know, whatever, you know, whether it's a due party, you know what I'm saying? You want to do a third party? That's cool. You know what I mean? But understand part of the third party is you got to really get out here and get a constituency. Right. Like, it can't just be y'all, you know, we got these great, you know, ideas. And so we're this group of people with this ideas. Like, no, then you have to go get a constituency that buy, buys in and sees a benefit of advocating those ideas in their lives. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and that's a lot of work. That ain't just, you know, I'm going to say something smart one day and everybody's, well, that's a smart idea. It's like, no, also you got to say something smart. And, well, do you control the street lights over here? <laughs> Right. Could Y'all help us get this, uh, you know, this giant hole filled. <laughs> Can y'all help us with this train track bridge. Can y'all help us with these bad schools? Like there has to be a, a point where something actually gets done based on the organizing that you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, you know, I, I worry that folks, too many people, you know, and at different times of my own life, myself included, you know, you, you, you look at these entities as these things that just exist and that they're not actually filled with people making decisions and, and then acting on those decisions. And like, so like, yo, in four years, Bull could turn like, you know, basically Bull could turn that party away from a dude like McCain, who in all senses would be the poster child for their reality. You know what I'm saying? Veteran you know staunch value system sort of like you know what i mean consistent you know sometimes you know rational right right that's that's what they that's what they these my generate most of my life they would kick like yo we coming to these things from this rational place and y'all basically y'all let homie like fully disrespect him y'all and, and you and right
1: you let him fully disrespect y'all standard bearer like that right? What
0: happened to loyalty? What happened to trust? What happened to the loyalty? You know Again, the saying? power. The I heard power. Steve, Trust among loyalty. Like, what happened?
1: Yeah, the power, man. You know, and mm. the, the benefit of the power became more important than, you know, the values at some juncture. Um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, just I, I want to pivot really quick because um, I was thinking about that just happened yesterday. Um, and we can touch it and then kind of move on. But. The uh the March. Mm. The march on Washington, or Al Shar I call it Al Sharpton's March. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm sure there were other people involved, so I don't wanna disrespect the other people. You know what I mean? I don't wanna be hard, I don't wanna be like it's Al Sharpton's march and it's absolutely somebody march. But two, interesting thing about that march yesterday, kind of talk about the politics and the power and deciding how to how to move is like something interesting happened yesterday in that it was the Marjorie on Washington and the National Black Political Convention was held on the same day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I don't know all the specifics, but that itself is not a good forebo- foreboding thing. Yeah, you know, and I want to get your take on it. But for me, both things are well intentioned and the right thing to do. The question is, should they both have been done on the same day? You know, do you get the energy and the attention that you want to pay to to uh, the National to the March on Washington? Or do you get the attention that you want to pay to. The National Black Political Convention, if they both mean, done, I know one is virtual, one is physical, but it it is more than just the the spacing. It's the idea of the unity and flowing of like because both of these things are about blackness and fundamentally, obviously Al Sharpton's was get your knee off our necks, but both of them had everything to do with the principle of the the future of black people. Mm -hmm. And so for them to be on the same day, kind of for me speaks to an internal challenge that the black community is having around how we move forward with figuring out our collective black future. So I want
0: to get your take on it. It's a total, it's a total miss as far as I'm concerned, because it, 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 it evidences, it shows and evidence that you have streams of intent, right? Yeah. These groups with this intent for the improvement of, of the lives of black people and black and brown people, and you know, all those who may love and care about us or those who may benefit from whatever political concepts come out of our action. And they're, they're not they're not they're not in any way thinking about yo these two things should interface right right if if millions of people come out to this to the march right or you know hundreds of thousands i don't know how many were out there but right uh, Did the then yeah. some of those same people might be people that would want to be a part of of this this convention now i right. know and i didn't get to to watch it i was going to go try to see if i could watch the i'm sure there'll be a replay of it um like you know what's the drawing in um to convict the, the 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 black i think it was 68 or 69 in indiana or oh, maybe was a little it was 70
1: no 68
0: in in gary, cause it was yeah, gary yeah yep like how much stuff that we now just like think about like, oh, that was just some black people was at Like, yo, a whole lot of agreements and political concepts that went into action across the country came out of that little meeting. <laughs> right. Right. There's a lot of people, you know, I think it was, you know, a couple hundred people or whatever, but people took, they came together, they voted on, they, yeah you know, like, and so if you're having a like a convention and a, and, a, and a meeting of the minds and a sharing of like, what are the ideas that we need? And then there's millions of people who maybe would care about that. Are right. there? That means you lose the benefit of that, of them being part of it and taking those ideas back into action or, or applying those ideas where they're at. And then also it gets into the thing of that, like you 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 detach the purpose of 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 of, of public demonstration from the other side, which is the activation of the ideas that come with it. Like the demonstration mm. is a is a, is a manifestation of like making sure folks see you and especially in in terms of you know human history is like a whole lot of people come outside where normally ain't no people people go what's going on why all them people outside right why are all those people over there right like it's very you know basic uh uh you know concept but it it, but those two things things like that should be aligned like it's it's a it brings into question like you know the, the the modus of change it brings into question are these are the are even the leadership of these activities are not only are they interfacing because they don't need to they don't need to like oh, we have a weekly meeting like not that right. but at some point go hey we're doing this we wanted to let y'all know that we're make we're doing this action you know what i'm saying does this how does this impact action you're doing you know what i'm saying um and it's it is the thing and it's not that uh other you know little philosophies don't have you know these derivations so to speak but it is something that i think is a consistent challenge is you have people who are operating like really separate you see a lot in local stuff you know i'm experiencing it right now you know i'm saying with a lot of the what folks are trying to do here you know in response to this community violence and then still and then the protesting and then the other stuff that just has been stuff that people need. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got this thing with the, with the CARES Act. We, You know, there's like, it's like, you know, it's pretty dope. Um, you know, there's money that's been set up, you know, that's going to get directed to, that folks can access towards the black people. Right. Um, right. You got, but it's like, it's multiple different streams and some of them needed to the interface, some of them don't. But what you have becomes a, a, a really big challenge to having a coherent, you know, push to get something done is you got... People that are, like, coming in, they're coming into maybe the policy side two years removed from people that have been working on it. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, what do we what do we need next? And it's like, yo, man, we've been working on this for, like, four years, dog. Like, just come, you come in to the meeting and hear what we talk about, right? And it's like, nah, man, we got to get ready to get out of the streets. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, I'm ready to act now. And it's like, yo, we've been trying to act. Like, there's a reason right. why this takes this long, right? And then on the other side, you got folks who may be in that, in that lane that's like, why they out there tearing shit up, or why they out, you know, like oh they they, they all they want to do is protest, like they just want to go outside and 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 make a public demonstration, but they don't want to do like so you you can have this sort of enmity, this 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 tension, and then ultimately you get start to get the question, well, what's the message? Do folks you know, do are folks coherent on you know a voting strategy? Are folks coherent on other advocacy points? You know, either in terms of land use or, uh. You know who who are the, the different layers of political leadership and you know non you know economic leadership or you know business outside of the the the, the, the civic space, who can help us get whatever the vision we want done, and in it so it's like Ugh, that's not good and then you know I have to say, on the National Black Convention like I found out. Like the night before <laughs> that, that was happening. Right. Like, and I was like, and I'm on a couple different news that I'm like, one of them should have told me. Like, I, you know, I check my email every day. Like, how did yeah. this? How did this slip? Like, I'm not on none of. I'm not on anything. I didn't see it on the. I didn't see it on like an Instagram ad. And there's also you know the
1: organizing component of like you being a member of the community in your region. And, and, and a big member of the community in your region and your family's big members of the community. Did, that means who were who was the delegates representing you and how were the delegates representing you chosen? Mm. Right. Like and so those people, there are people who were going to theoretically go speak for Pennsylvania, like for Oregon. they are people who are going to speak for Pennsylvania. Mm. But like who chose them? And you know, again, it goes back to this concept that I think we we talk about a lot. Like, there's a lot of different perspectives of Black politics. And now, if you're saying the National Black Political Convention ain't got nothing to do with conservative handkerchief wearing head Black folks, right? Or the National Black Convention of folks that ain't in, that ain't in systems that haven't been compromised, right? Then you right. should say that.
0: Right. Don't call it the National National Black Black Political
1: Convention, because that means everybody needs to be there. You know what I mean? That's a widespread view of black people who should be putting forth platforms that different, um, different parties, both parties, at least, and as well as the Green Party and others should be, it should be shared with them. Right, because that because you're saying this is what matters for black people across the board. Now again, like I said, if it's just uh if it's just what I was talking about, then that's cool. You know what I mean? Uh but I don't I don't think we, we get to we get to that place. And it's interesting, I read an article around seventy-two um in political recently that was comparing or juxtaposing seventy-two to today and like what happened in 72 and you had a lot of power. And to your point, I mean, thousands of political, uh, thousands of people got to electoral office based off, you know, not based off what happened in 72, but also, you know, building off what happened in 72. Um, but they talked about like, being organized when they leave and operational unity and all the different terminologies, right? Because what mm-hmm. even like as so we're talking about the Republican Party in a real scary way, they have operational unity.
0: <laughs> oh yeah,
1: right. Absolutely. I like, mean, that's and what's it,
0: allowed them to be effective,
1: right? They're they're <laughs> they're willing to have operational unity, right? And the Democratic Party and progressives and and, and we've just we've had a challenge with operational unity. Uh, and so just thinking about those kind of things as we move forward, and then I would argue that the folks who ended up on the black political convention and the folks who ended up at the March, so obviously there's huge overlap, but there's also some differences, right? Mm-hmm. And how do you merge those together? Because when you're really talking about doing stuff for black folks, you gotta merge together a person who feels like marching showed their support and and the people who feel like they're in the trenches on deep policy. That's going to shift national objectives and national mm-hmm. activities. You know what I mean? But you need those two people. You need the regular person, the person that's going to march and show their support to actually see their connection to your policy change. Cause if they don't see the connection to your policy change, then they're not going to support it. And I want to say one more thing about an interesting thing around this. And this is this idea of leadership. Um, somebody told me one time leaders have followers, Right. It was really interesting. Now, I know, you know, we have a value, you know, our value system deals more with leadership as an internal mechanism of creating examples. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking about mass movements. It becomes a little more important for people to actually follow what people are saying, Mm -hmm. because you need people to be moving in alignment and 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 if you are fortunate enough for everyone to have gone to the intellectual space to come to an agreement, right? <laughs> like to show prove there's no mystery, as we would say, mm-hmm. then that's fine. Right, 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 right. But that's a different kind of thing than you need to move to agreement on getting this person here and advocating this policy here and creating um, you know, coalitions with these sets of people over here in order to see the world you want to see. And when we have a whole bunch of leaders with no followers in the political context, right, then what you have is a whole bunch of people who are speaking for the people but have not organized the people and galvanized people kind of going back to the uh, Ras Rocket joint that have not organized the people and, 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 and truly represent the people. So then what you call leadership is a whole bunch of voices in the wilderness
0: Yeah. Yep. that we can't call less around. Yeah, it's been a real. I mean, it's been a concept. Let's see, last let's see, last this year. You know, what I mean, really, I've looked, been thinking about a lot. You know, what I mean, and 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 dealing with a lot is that like you know, who are you actually responsible? Like when people say, like, oh, that person's not accountable to the community or this person, and it's like, well, well, who 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 isn't? Who are they engaged with? And do you, maybe you're not a part of that group. <laughs> right cuz it's a good stance for some people some people are just they have feelings, they have values they have whatever their their concepts and they're advocating for those right but they may not have a feedback loop of people who are impacted that they're like oh no nah, man I know. or you know even even a, ch- a crew right to run with that y'all are making making civic actions right and and it and it it is something that has surfaced in like oh that's why that can't get done <laughs> right mm. so you're sitting there with people and they're like oh well we need this, this, this. and i'm like well you, you can't that's not gonna get i mean it's these are great ideas this is great i am saying it's a bad idea it's a great idea who besides you you know or and then who besides you wants this and then who besides you is gonna go to the go to the mattresses so to speak if it don't happen right and 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 then as a person as an advocate I mean, you got to think about like oh well yeah you know what you know what i mean it, it, it is something and it just goes back to when i was a couple i think it was either the chicago policy link and the john the sister from uh la it came in one of the sessions and it was about like community organizing So she was like look the conservative movement has embraced all the stuff we used to do <laughs> having the mm-hmm. uh, different types of meetups and 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 these different functions, where you're making sure you're, you know, your messaging and your ideas are having some relationship with people, right? Even if it ain't the same amount of people or people with different circumstances, like a lot of us don't do that. We depend. We we assume a lot that people have the same ideas and want the same things, and don't actually have like, yeah, you know, I was remember what, listening to in uh in the in the Barack Obama. Making them Obama join. Yeah. And when they talk about Jesse, you know, and that the push, that the operation push had weekly Saturday meetings for like five hours. Right. Like whether you agree with anything with Jesse or anything else, I'm pretty sure Jesse has some feedback. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Like if you got a meeting every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 1 of whoever your political, you know what I mean, ac- activation, civic activation, blah, blah, blah unit is. Y'all gonna be able to make y'all gonna make something happen, because it's the ideas. You know, especially if people are coming, right, and they're coming and they're engaging, and you're making space everything. Like I think there's a a, a place somewhere, you know, and it may, you know, and I, and like I said, I, I, I take one for the team. It might have been us, man. We, we, but we used to we used to do a lot of stuff. We used to go a lot of stuff back when we was in our you know teens and twenties. You know what I'm saying? Um, but in terms of politics, in a, in a very discreet way, that like that got sort of pulled from this place where it was like yo i i organize, you know what i'm saying these five blocks up in you know what i'm saying in homewood or or right. i'm i'm over here um you know in, in, in the villa you know what i'm saying in, in in a portland context you know and i go up here and i go out and i knock on all the doors. we go knock on all the doors in the villa and make sure folks see these see these flyers make sure people get this we won't right like that type of just gra- like even grassroots, because people are saying grassroots. People, you know, they be like, grassroots. You know what I'm saying? From the grassroots. And I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, the roots, some roots. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I I grew up in Woolenborough. Like, I don't know the last time, and I know people got no solicitation times and all that. I don't know the last time I seen somebody before I, you know, went off to be a man on my own, and in the times I go go home to visit, really like canvassing the neighborhood around something. Right. Right, and it, there's something important about that. Like to go, yo, I'm going door to door to make sure my community is up on this matter or this issue, or turns out it's like, oh, well, they're probably going to vote that way anyway. So go make 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 them turn out in force and right? turn, and look. hear them. Hold on, but I want to say this
1: and hear them because they may not totally agree with you. Mm. Be okay with hearing what they have to say and then engaging to talk about, well, what is a, what is, you know, somewhere in between how they see the world and how you see the world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like have that out with them because if not, you're going to push your ideas being better for the people. And if they don't get it, they just don't know where you need to hear them out. Now, if you can explain and put your ideas in real terms, and then allow them to hear your values, and you to hear theirs. Then that's then you know we get what we get. But you got to go hear them, not just tell them. Because sometimes what we're calling grassroots politics is me telling you about what I think, mm-hmm. not again to use the baraka term, struggling with each other. Now to your point about Jesse in Chicago and a lot of other cities, people had places where Black folks would struggle through ideas. Yeah. Right? Like, okay, you might go to church and the pastor might say something and they may be struggling through a concept. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you might have a street corner situation where Muggs is struggling through a radio show, right? Back when black radio meant something different than it means today. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, from the, you know, from the Delaware Valley, from the Philadelphia area, Mary Mason and Georgie Woods, man, they held so much weight as black radio folks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They literally, if you, if you cared about politics in Philadelphia, black, white, Latino, anything, you had to listen to Mary Mason because you never knew who she might have on to talk about an idea. Yeah. But we had to struggle through it. And somebody might call in and say, I disagree with you. But you struggled through ideas in public. You didn't agree yeah. on an idea. You didn't come to an idea based on its intellectual capacity and then try to tell other people that it was the right idea. And call it grassroots with 14 other people that you agree with. And not willing to have the conversation with people who may think differently than you, but want the same objective. And you got to be able to have that, that conversation, you know what I mean? Because that's where you get the masses of people being behind something. That's where you get the Harold Washingtons. Mm-hmm. Right? You get the Harold Washingtons because, you know, we may have talked about this. Harold Washington was not a grassroots guy. Harold Washington's father was part of the Daily Machine. Yeah, yeah, right. Harold Washington was a, but he was a grassroots guy in the sense of being from Chicago, <laughs> right? Like, it's yeah. sometimes we make it. that distinction.
0: Yeah, and, and and I think it's important when I like he went he would go get with people, right, and talk to them. and like, oh, let's let's you know let's chop it, like let me you know oh that's how you see it. Well, I see it like this, but you know, <laughs> like we, we we are engaged with each other. We're not we're not. I'm not just a I'm not a dude in a shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like you over there, I came down your way. <laughs> to hear what y'all was talking about. You don't like my you don't like my plan. That's cool. <laughs> I heard you out. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I changed maybe I maybe I pivoted a little bit based on the feedback I got. You know what I mean? But I'm also not afraid to come talk to you. And and I think that that is a uh I think that's something that has that we just I don't know well, however however it happened, folks got away from and 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 again and it's not just you know you know uh, you know so to speak our side of 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 current politics so to speak but but it is very important and it's critical for us to think about like yo we when's the last time you had a, a rousing political conversation and it wasn't either you know somebody you know in that you would consider in your community. Um, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a space, and just like, mm, what should we do? And y'all really went back and forth about it. You know, what I'm saying, and then and then and maybe at some point decided, you know, we don't need to, we we good. You know, I've hear, I hear some of what you saying, blah blah blah, and then you moved on, and you know, and then you went on, you know, maybe you acted on, it, maybe you didn't, but like just had to had the space, and even been called to have the space. You know, because I've seen people call people to to come together, but I have not. It has had a it has had a lean to it, <laughs> and right. some people would have looked at that and said, "I'm not going to that. I'm being there arguing with two people, right? So cool. You know what I'm saying? Now this, we got to get away from that. We got to we got to get to the place where we go, hey man, let's let's wrestle with what we're gonna do about you know." 7th Street in, 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 in the intersection of 7th and MLK or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure there's a 7th and MLK somewhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right.
1: It definitely you know saying? in the Midwest. It's
0: definitely a 7th and MLK somewhere. <laughs> uh, so, um, maybe, you know, we got a couple minutes left to close out, man. Yeah. Um, Sad news, the brother, uh, the Chadwick Bozeman, yeah. turned yesterday. Um. As a result of, you know, fight for colon cancer. And it's, um, well, I mean, it's kind of ill. I mean, like, you know, anytime somebody young, you know, and especially, you know, for those that don't know our age, you know, 40 something ain't, ain't old. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? To to pass. And, and then you look at all the work, you know, to know all the work he's been doing, did the last few years of his life that he was also battling cancer is like, I mean, it's a tough out, man, like you know what if whatever it's worth whatever folks think about you know celebrities that that, but you know he's an artist, you know what I'm saying, and was bringing certain stories to life, you know what I'm saying, and that's a really important thing you know for people and, and it's a beautiful thing, and it's just uh yeah, it's a sad piece, What's your thought? yeah, man, um, well, wow, a
1: lot a couple thoughts about it, a couple thoughts about it, so one, I think. It, This is another kind of takeoff of something I shared about the role of HBCUs, because I think it's important to acknowledge that he studied drama and worked on his craft at a historically black college university at Howard Mm. and developed his craft in that way and developed his craft through the black circuit of acting and working before he became the person we see today. Mm -hmm. right and when i say before he became i mean just in a sense on a broader scale right because i think he was the person that he was he we just know now right right Mm -hmm. but i think that's important to talk about how do we nurture those spaces to continue to to foster those actors who one are very good at their craft and two are you know thoughtful around their origin story when it comes to art in the role of black art right so i think That's just one thing that we can't forget in this conversation because we can show him talking to folks from Howard, but not remember that he was that same person. Mm -hmm. I saw a post um, on IG from someone that did some art with him, Um, someone that you and I both know uh, that had left from Pittsburgh. They, They were in Pittsburgh. They left Pittsburgh and then went back to D.C., their native town, and then worked with chat with Bozeman on some work he was doing at Howard at that time, mm. and so it gave it another context to me that this was a guy this was a brother in ninety nine two thousand working on his art in d c You know what I mean so just mm-hmm. to just to think about that, not just this idea of the struggling actor you know waiting tables, but like coming of age through our universities, so which is one um two clearly the health component yeah you know and it shakes you just to to think about that um you know often we frame our health disparity conversation around um folks who have less access to resources or find find themselves disengaged from systems and such but this was not that person right this just was a person that you know and i don't know the origin if someone in his family had had it you know what i mean so not, you know, for me trying to check all that, but just in general, that idea of just our health. Right. Um, and thinking about that context to add. And, you know, so that that's another thing. And then the, the third thing for me was this idea of not just our superheroes, but our modern day, quote unquote, heroes. Right. Because I think obviously for very good reasons, everyone is focusing on his role in Black Panther. Right. Um, But I think, you know, we have very real here other heroes that he played, right? Right, right. James <laughs> Brown's an American hero with all his right. challenges and, you know, the 1989 right. video. Right. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, with all the, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might go watch that again. Um, <laughs> With that and with ja- and Jackie Robinson and with some of the challenges some people have around his politics, whatever your work. These were people who did amazing things as black men in real time. And he was able to play them and bring them to life as well as this, um, fictional character, which has had a role in kind of an empowering and setting this kind of idea. Right. So I just think the ability to inhabit all those roles, um, was important. And the last thing I'll say is, you know, as uh, the parlance that we that we know, like keep rumbling because this man fought through cancer for 4 years in the public eye. Yeah. Right? Like keep rumbling. Be be strong. You know, it doesn't mean not to be vulnerable, doesn't mean he didn't have his days clearly. But it meant that through it all, he stood as tall as he could until he could not. Yeah. Yeah. and I think if anything young people and old people should take from it like stand tall as long as you can because yeah. you never know who you're inspiring
0: as you stand tall so what, what's your what's your uh, you take Um, I mean I, I think you you hit a lot of the strong points I would say uh, to add like I remember watching watched a couple interviews with him like in the last year and I'm trying to remember which one, but one, it was, it was like, you, I got the sense that as as an artist, and this, I guess I would say, I've listened to over the last couple of years, several different podcasts with black actors um, uh, who've gotten, especially who've gotten to that national, you know, where you've really been in some big films and we all know their names and the, the commitment it takes to, to be successful, you know, in the creative arts, um, but also that you know it isn't just it, it is like it's meaningful to the to the performer to be there to tell stories that reflect their community, and and I don't think that I think sometimes that folks can can downplay the value of like you know people telling our stories is a very, is is probably the oldest. You know what I'm saying? You know, software, so to speak. You mm. know what I mean? Whether that was around the you know what I mean, around the fire pit, you know, the right. conceptual fire pit, you know what I mean, around, you know, what I mean, uh the, the on, on the trade caravan, you know what I mean, you know, mm. even in the in, in, in the in the hardest times, uh, you know, of our recent ancestors, you know what I'm saying, crossing crossing that sea, you know what I'm saying? Um Fighting through uh, a despicable circumstance you know what i'm saying in, in plantations and fields and and bogs, like people being being willing able and, and invested in telling our stories and and fighting for the for the to tell them well and and to make sure we hear hear these different parts of our life and see ourselves you know what i'm saying through through the lens of you know you know our own you know, you know mythos and our own uh, exploratory ideas and even sometimes and just telling to make sure you, you remember what, you know, giving you a present reminder of something that was a real thing or, or was a real person. That's, I think it should never be, it shouldn't be missed. Mm-hmm. It should be appreciated. And I think, um, you know, I'm just, you know, thank, you know, thankful, you know, for what the brother contributed, you know what I'm saying, to the culture in that sense. And, you know, love and respect to his family, like, you know, and those that knew him because it, you know, it's sad, but you know, it, from what I can see, it seemed like a, a life well lived. So, you know, you take, take what you can, take the best part. Yes, sir. All right. Well, we, we, we right on it. Um, anything for the good of the order for we.
1: Hey, Amen. Two things, which uh, two things. Number one, watch or read something different from your perspective. And get ready for November, and two, look out for the health and wellness of of folks in
0: your community. up mm. um thing I had uh, is just you know I know for some school is in action, and um some school is, is is soon to start, but i I did a just an aside I did a we did a summer thing to close out the summer to do just some, you know, some enrichment kind of classes for kids in the, in the community here, you know, through our organizing in the Black Parent Union. And I did like, a, you know, did a little Black History class, one-on-one drawing with some kids. And it was fun. And I think the kids had fun. I got a little feedback, seemed like the kids enjoyed. You know, I, I told them, you know, I'm not going to teach you everything you need to know about Black History in an hour. But I'm hopefully, I want to give you some some tools tell you a little bit of content. So we talked a little bit of history, but it was so much fun seeing the kids having fun getting, getting, getting something about themselves from somebody from their community. And I think, you know, we could all, you know, benefit. I mean, go, 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 go tell some kids something positive, man. (laughs) Like, like if you got some time this weekend, man, go pop up on some youngins and tell them something fun, man. And like smile with them and hear their stories. Like, the babies the babies need us and the babies love that. You know what I'm saying? So let's go give them some love. That's what I'm gonna close on.
1: Oh, Amen. All right.
0: With that, I'm say peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Good Brothers. Thank you to my brother, I'm Majestic. Thank you to you, the listener. As always, you can find Good Brothers and the Ash Overhead Podcast. Anywhere podcasts can be found for free. Uh you can support good brothers by finding us on instagram following the page by sharing the podcast by heading to apple podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a review rate put some stars on it you know what i'm saying and um you know we're just gonna keep making these and producing this uh regularly for you uh, if you enjoy the show, please give us some feedback via any of the channels listed in the show notes. That means anything from leaving a message to sending us a, a message direct or a comment, you know, on Instagram or uh, you can find me on Twitter at Justice Raji. What have you, you know, do what works. Um, yeah, that's all I got today. So, you know, be safe, man. Let's go into September and the closing months of this year you know what i mean with vim and vigor it's gonna be a bumpy ride but we're gonna ride it out so with that i say peace